Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back. This is Allie. Allison. Oh, guys, oh, we're boy. here. We're doing it. Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. We got you this very special, super sexy Valentine's Day gift in the yes. form of a bonus episode. Yes. Um, we're very excited to uh like to to allow you to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> to deign we deign to permit to let you, you to listen. I guess you could look to the thing that we literally beg everybody we know to listen <laughs> Please to. Please tell Please everyone listen you know. To it. <laughs> For the love of God, I'm begging you. Tell your family and friends. <laughs> tell everyone. Subscribe, rate, and review. <laughs> um all month, uh, we're 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 telling some some horror stories from our own dating lives to align with these. I mean, not to align with these movies because like nothing anyone has ever done should align with the movie that you're going to hear today. Mm-hmm. But we do have some horror stories from our own lives that are applicable that are about romance, and we each have like a little just a little snippet for you today. This is less of a story and more of just like a horrific moment. And not it didn't even happen to me. It happened to the person that I was with. Um, so you caused the horror is what you're saying. I, if, if, if I caused what's about to happen, something is deeply wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy I was seeing for a while and he was sleeping over one night. And I was like subletting a place at the time. So we were in like a double bed, which is like not my first. I'm five, six, uh, like not a slight woman. Like, I, I, I need at least a queen for to be comfortable. <laughs> but we were, like, in this bed. We were, like, sleeping, like, back to back. Just oh, it's so uncomfortable. And he woke up in the middle of the night crazy sick. Like, oh, no. Had a fever. Had, like, all, like, was, like, feel, like, chills. Like, all this stuff. I was, like, not even, like, he was, like, coughing and, like, maybe crying. I don't know. He was very sick. I did not even wake up. Like, he had to, like, oh, at no. one point, like, be like, hey, I'm not feeling well. And I was, like, I don't know. And then... So, like, I woke up in the morning, and he was like, I'm just going to keep sleeping. And I was like, all right, fine. Sleep as long as you want. He slept till, like, 2 p.m., which was absolutely enraging. But then I found... So, like, he, like, had the flu. And then I, I texted him to be like, hey, how's everything going? And he was like, oh, I have Bell's palsy, and my face is um, paralyzed right now. It's temporary. Oh, no. And it was, like, fine after a week or whatever. But he was like... And he was like, I feel fine, but, like, this happened. And I'm like, did I do that? <laughs> Right, much like the Urkel of the your romance. Did life. I do that? Did, I, do Did that? I paralyze your face with our very mediocre? No, sex is pretty good. <laughs> it was so good you gave him Bell's palsy. I like to think that it, that is like if if asked, that's what I would say happened. But uh, no, he just had the flu, and apparently that happens sometimes when you have the I'm, flu. Yeah, it's, I've never heard of that. I believe well that, and I think they referenced it once on Sex in the City. That's the only time I've ever heard anyone talk about Bell's palsy. I had to look it up after he told me, and then I laughed and laughed. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he was fine. Um, yeah, I'm glad he's doing well, but that is, I do think you caused that. Yeah, definitely. And I also think the just pussy like, too good. That's what it's, that's what I took away from that story. <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely so the takeaway. Pussy so good, I paralyzed palsy. half of somebody's face. <laughs> wow. But I just think, of, like, <clears throat> I'm whenever I think about it, I'm like, God, if that had happened to me, I just don't know what I would have done. 
I would have disappeared into the... I would have moved. <laughs> yeah, I would have gone, like, full Phantom of the Opera. Like, I'd wear a half mask and, like, yeah. a cape and live underneath, you know, an AMC <laughs> movie theater because I, I don't know how you get in the opera. <laughs> I've never been. You're like, I've seen this movie before. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a tale. Thank you for sharing that, Allison. I mean, everyone is welcome. <laughs> I'm going to tell my story. And this is, uh, I think, a good story, but it is also a horror story of uh, sorts. And it's the first time that uh, I and boyfriend of the pod, Dave, said I love you. (gasps) So we met when we were living in New York, and he was working for WWE and living in Connecticut. And so yada, 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 he ends up moving back to L.A., where I now live with him. Mm -hmm. But for a period of time in 2019, we were dating long distance. and. He had gone back before we said, I love you in person. And you know what I mean? I, I never know, like, when, what is it, when you say that, what is it appropriate? You know, what is love? It is a tricky thing to navigate. Yeah. And so um, it was on, it was some evening, and I was with my friends, Will and Lindsay. Mm-hmm. We went out to dinner at a delicious uh, West Village restaurant whose name I'm not going to say because honestly, I am like a depraved, disgusting person. Like, I've been to restaurants where, like, I found a roach in my food. I've been back. Like, the food was good. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this place, great. And uh, so, I was with them. Will, he's drinking, like, an Aperol Spritz. And then Lindsay and I both get an Aperol Spritz that has, like, fresh fruit in it. Mm-hmm. So, we, you know, we we wrap up our dinner, have say goodbye, have a great time. And then Will and I are uh, taking the train back to Queens. And I used to live in Astoria, and he lived in Sunnyside. So at a certain point, if you, who doesn't love these hyper-local New York references? <laughs> yeah, don't you want to know but, more about neighborhoods? <laughs> yeah, so we're in Queens, and there's like an above-ground train, and he's getting on the 7, and I'm getting on the um, N, basically. And so we're mm-hmm. at an above, and he gets on the 7, and as soon as he gets on, and I step off, and I'm waiting on the platform for my train, I suddenly realize I'm about to shit my pants. Like, it hits <gasps> me like, like a like a brick. And oh my but my stop is two stops. But if I walk, like it's kind of like an industrial area. So it's like late and I'm there's not anywhere you could even stop in. Exactly. In it's not like it's like, oh, there's a Starbucks you can run to. There's nothing. Right. There's nothing. There's like just there's hotels and uh, offices and that's pretty much it. And like I would not use them if they existed, but it is shocking that the subway system doesn't have bathrooms. <laughs> Yeah, we've really just given up on that idea. Like in LA, yeah. there's still, I still see public toilets and I understand why they'd be so difficult to maintain. But in these moments, they, they're just like, good good luck, guys, you know? Yeah. So finally the train gets there. I get on the train and I am just like, I'm sweating bullets. Oh my God. Because I'm like, I'd rather- I'm so stressed out. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, can I make it, let's say six more minutes or can I make it versus the walk is like probably 20 minutes. You know, like it's just, right. I know I- And you don't and know if, if you would out. run into anything. That would be well, helpful. Yes, exactly. And I think like the only benefit is if I got off the train and I and I shit my pants that um no one would be around. Like because I'd be walking right. sort of everything's kind of closed, yeah. right? right? So I was like, I could do that. And then um, but I was like, I'm on it. So we, we go to the next stop. And I again I feel like this overwhelming, like I am sweating bullets. And also the train is packed because it's like late. So every tra- they're only running the trains like every 20 minutes. So this is a packed train headed back oh, to Australia. So if I were to shit my pants, everyone would, would immediately like, oh, and realize what was going on. On display. And so finally, I, I we we go and I step off the train. So this is the stop before my stop. I step off and then I said no and I step back on because I was like, oh. I can make it one more stop. Well, you believe course, in yourself. I just, I, I wasn't, I was, I was like using my lizard brain. Like I wasn't, yeah. I, it, wasn't it was out will. of my control. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And so I get back on, of course the doors close and it's like, 
there's an announcement. And then we're <gasps> waiting. And I'm like, <gasps> and so finally, luckily, we make it to my stop. And I bolt out the train. And I still have like two smaller blocks and then one full avenue block. And I make the two blocks, and I get to the lo- the avenue block, and I just fully poop my pants, like full oh on God. blowout. Luckily, I was wearing black jeans, so like you couldn't really see anything. But yeah. as soon as I got but home, I had like, oh, I knew, and I'm like <laughs> running straight legged through the night, like oh my God. not my block, and like all of a sudden, a block becomes a mile. Like, I, yeah, might as well be just it's just an eternity. Yeah, yeah. And so I got home, and of course, you immediately have to, like, wash. I'm, like, washing my jeans out in the bathroom, like, sink, you know, horrible. Oh, my God. And it's funny, I then texted Will Lindsay, and Will's like, I feel fine. And Lindsay said, I barely got home. Like, I I got home, and then I exploded into the apartment, like, screaming for my husband to get out of the bathroom. Like, she barely made it. So I'm assuming it was that drink. That's why I'm not saying the name. I don't want to get sued. But I, I called Dave and I was, we were, you know, just like, we talk, we're talking every day on the phone. And I was like, should I tell him? Mm. And so I told him that I had just shit my pants and he told me he loved me. And I, I told him I loved him too, because it, I did. And so it felt right. And he always says, he's like, I knew that when I felt sympathy for you instead of like disgust. But I was like, oh, I really care about this person. Yeah. And yeah, I feel the same way about telling him about it. Because I was like, I don't have to tell him. He's not here. There's no way right. he'll ever There's find no out. way for him to know. Yeah, but love is wanting to experience, you know, the same thing that your partner experiences. Yeah. Um, wow. Which I guess makes us, gives us a perfect segue into our yes. our movie, our special movie, which we're actually going to say the name of because yes, we've, we know we, it. We know the schedule. We, of course, it is uh, Audition. Yes. A modern classic and kind of a heavy hitter, I would say. So, oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, there, we've talked about this, but like there's some movies where I think Allison could watch. This is not one of them. Not this one. So um, make sure you're near a bathroom and uh, sit down and enjoy <laughs> a romantic Valentine's Day bonus episode of Ruined. And thank you so much for listening. We love you. <laughs> oh, yes. And also, we love you. <laughs> We're telling you that, but neither of us has recently shit our pants in public. But we still love you. Yeah, not in public. We can't go anywhere. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's Ruined. Hi everybody, I'm Hallie Kiefer. And I'm Allison Ivey. Welcome to Ruin, the podcast where we ruin a horror movie for you. Uh, and this way you don't have to read the Wikipedia if you're like me and you're too scared to watch anything. Now, we're both enjoying a glass of delicious red wine. Red wine in, <laughs> in the middle of the day. <laughs> I, well, I was going to paint a scene for them. Oh, sure. Paint the scene. It's a romantic afternoon drink. We're <laughs> eating chocolates. Because we're in the mood for love. Because we're doing a very, very special film that a lot of you horror fans will know. And if you don't watch horror movies, well, please don't ever watch this. You will be too scared. I mean, it looks terrifying. We are doing the film Audition. Made in 1999. It's directed by Takashi Miike. And I'm going to apologize right now. I'm going to do my best pronouncing the names. It's not simply because I'm an American and I don't know how to pronounce Japanese names. It's that I have such a flat Midwestern accent that when I try, it is um, humiliating. So I'm going to do my absolute best. I think you're doing great. Um, It's based on the novel by Ryu Murakami. And I just made uh, Allison watch the trailer for audition. What are your thoughts? I mean, 
it was a lot of scary, like, violence happening. Mm. Like, once we really get, like, once you, and also, like, that slow first scene, and then all of a sudden something's moving, and then we're just, like, right into a lot of needles, a lot of blood, a lot of weird, torture looking stuff. I do feel like this is our first, I mean, I would not say, call this necessarily torture porn. However, this is the first movie that we've done that involves tor- torture, prolonged torture. Yeah. As as a form of spook. Yes. As a form of a scary moment. Yes. Um, and I wanted to check a baseline scary. Um, do you know anything about this movie? I know nothing Perfect. about this movie. I could not be more excited then. Um, how scary, um, in general, Allison, do you find dating? <laughs> Extremely. <laughs> um, and, I mean, I think, like, what, like, one, the, like, funny answer of, like, it's so scary out there. Everyone's a monster. They all work in finance. You know, whatever. But, like, it is also scary because you are needing, like, Straight, like the concept of dating is constantly meeting strangers. Absolutely. And that's, you know, you don't know what is in people's past or who they are and like if they're lying about who they are. And this is, I think this sort of film is sort of, I feel like as a woman, you know, you're constantly made to yes. feel afraid. A lot of times you should be, but a lot of times you just don't know whether you should be or not. Right. And I think this movie is sort of, um, in a lot of ways, attempting to subvert um, that oh, fear yes. of, um, well, you meet a nice lady, well, she's not going to hurt you. Yeah. It's like, she's the one who should be, should be concerned that she's going to be victimized. Yes. And I think, you know, this movie's about what happens if someone is victimized so much that there's only one option, and that option involves a lot of needles. I mean, good for her. Do you have any predictions for the film? I, it's hard because this is a movie you genuinely know so little about it. I know so little about this, and also, like, the fact that it is Japanese. Like, right. not that culturally it's like, oh, yeah, they murder all the time, like, another country. But, like, there are, like, elements of, like, what our expectations are and mm-hmm. what, like, in, like, American horror cinema. Right, yeah, or like, Korean movies right, or but, like, they're Spanish all, movies. Right, just, like, a different, in the way, yeah, in the way that just, like, any, even comedy functions that way, where it's, right. like, there's different ways to make people uncomfortable in the same way there's different ways to make people laugh. So it's, like, hard to predict what would happen because it's, like, already set yes. in a place that I don't understand as well as I do here. But I will say, just know that, you know, there are some, are some cultural differences, but the biggest fan of this movie was Quentin Tarantino, which will not surprise you when you find out more about the film. I even just seen the trailer and now you saying that, I'm starting to connect some dots. Um, so we open up on a sweet little boy carrying a get well soon mom project from school. Oh, okay. And um, the little boy gets there and his mom, whose name is Ryoko, he, she, he just missed her dying. He just missed it. And his dad... Uh, uh, his, is this current day? No, this is like seven years ago. Okay. So the little boy arrives and his father, um, Oyama, who's the main, uh, protagonist, He's already there and has just watched his wife die after a prolonged illness. Okay. So now he has lost the love of his life and also has to take care of his son. Oof. And um, his, uh, you know, his, his son's name is um, Shigihiko. And, you know, it seems like things are going well. He raises him into teenagerhood. And, but he's alone. Yeah. And he still very much misses his wife. And you see him go fishing with his son. They catch a big fish. And then sure. they go home. And his son's like, you need a wife, man. I don't, we, you can't be out here. You're too sad. And Kids are always the truth tellers. And there's sort of like a lot of like, oh, the loneliness inherent in society. He, he visits a friend and his friend goes, says, everybody in Japan is lonely. Like, you're not the only lonely person. Right. And this is our thesis statement. And it's sort of like, is the first thing to make Oyama be like, well, maybe I should look like for somebody. I mean, it's been almost a decade and and right. I have conflicted feelings about it but you know I want to put myself out there you know 
And so he, he he's at the office, and there's uh, he meets his secretary, and she's she tells him she's getting married. And there is a moment between them where you sort of think, like, oh, were they an item? Right. She clearly still has some sort of feeling for sure. him. He's not picking up anything. He's like, oh, well, congratulations. And she's sort of left there like, all right, well, all right. <laughs> and so he meets up with his dirtbag friend, um, Yoshikawa, who is also sort of like a, you know, they're like middle-aged, yeah. you know. They're, this whole movie, everyone's smoking cigarettes and drinking martinis, and it looks so fucking good. I do like that, like, vibe. Oh, and, and and so, and Yoshikawa's like, you know, you can't be out here dating. There's so many dumb women. Like, you don't want to end up with some some dumb broad. Yeah, Japan's what a nightmare going down to be the, with like, some stupid bitch. Like, it's like, the, Japan's going down the toilet. All these women are the worst, you know. Like, he's sort of like, he's the bad influence that's right. going to lead him um, Oyama, who who we've seen is like a a good dad and like thoughtful and like compassionate, sad. exactly. Yeah. So his dirtbag friend is kind of kind of lead him down the primrose path by suggesting, you know, I'm a he's a producer. He's like I'm a producer, of course. You know, and I meet I meet so many great women auditioning. What if Ugh. we had an audition for you to meet a woman? And he was like, man, I don't know. That seems like... Yeah, that seems disgusting. I don't... Yeah, I, whatever. Yoshikawa was like, no, it'll actually be great. Let me, like, work on it. So he goes work on it, and he meets up, and he's like, well, what kind of woman do you want to look for? And Oyama's like, I'd like a mature woman who's got, you know, um, some accomplishments. Like, I'd love someone who plays piano or a ballet dancer, someone who has, like, a passion and, yeah. and that kind of thing. And Oyama's like, all right, well, I'll do my best. And so he... And he, uh, Oyama says, I just don't want to make any mistakes in my age. It's sort of like, I'm too old to be, you know, just dating around. Right. I want to find the love, you yeah. know. So Yoshikara essentially rewrites the script for an existing, like, a soap opera. I think it's like a radio soap opera. Sure. And to find a, a girl, you know, so they have a casting call. So they'll read it, yeah. And, you know, already, like, Oyama's like, I'd like a mature woman. It's like, okay, casting calls for 20 to 35. So it's like, okay. okay. You know, <laughs> and and sort of quickly, you sort of like sort of see that like, oh yeah, those I said those things, but really like, I'm what I give want you is some like, like hot babe, but also like I want like just a woman who likes me. Right. Like I don't fundamentally care who she is as a person. Right. I don't need to know anything about her. No, which of is of not. course going to end up. Why being, would you need um, to know anything about a person that you're inviting and in to share your life with you? And Oyama is at some point like, would this be fraud? And um, Yoshikawa is like, actually no, because I'm going to get this movie made. Now that it's written, I can sell this. So it's not fraud. And, uh, Ugh, and such a we're... producer thing where it's like, we could do this. Exactly. <laughs> and they're like, I guess. And then, and they're like, he's like, oh, but we, don't worry. You won't end up with like the woman we actually cast. Right. And he's like, why? He's like, well, because actresses, the good actresses are just so unhappy and sad. And we don't want you to be with that person. So don't worry. You're not going to be with somebody who's actually an actress. Okay. And you're like, oh my God. What? But um, so they have a bunch of people come in and there's all these like headshots of these like stunning women and they had to write a um, like an essay about themselves and that kind of thing. <laughs> Imagine having to audition and like write an essay. <laughs> and, and Oyama's like, this is as hard as choosing my first car. And you're like, bitch, you are going to really regret your attitude. Yeah, towards that's this. fuck off. So um, it's during this whole thing, his son like comes home and he's like, you know, I have a girlfriend um, and, you know, her name is Mizuzu and they're kind of like, but this is like fun, young yeah, teenage young, love. Yeah. And the son loves dinosaurs. So every time we see the son, he's like looking at dinosaurs, studying dinosaurs, <laughs> which I think is very funny. I think he's supposed to be like 17 right. rather than like 12. Right. But listen, if he wants to study dinosaurs, that's great. So uh, Ayama's reading all the resumes and he spills coffee on one. He, he cleans it up and he looks and it's for this woman, um, Asami. Mm -hmm. and she's gorgeous. Yeah. 
And she wrote this essay, and it's sort of like, you know, I'm just getting into acting. I don't know if I'd actually be any good at this, but, you know, I used to be a ballet dancer until I was 18, and then I was had an accident. So I had to give up on a dream, and it gave me, like, a lot of perspective in life. Sure. It ta- it was almost like a death. Like, I had to let the dream die. And right. so he's really compelled by that because he's actually experienced the death of his wife. And he's like, oh, she seems, like, very, like, introspective and, like, intelligent. Thoughtful, and, yeah. And also, again, I want to be clear, gorgeous, yeah, yeah, yeah. stunning. I assume it's the woman who's in the trailer. Yeah. Exactly. Beautiful. Full babe. Um, And so, you know, so he's like, all right, well, you know what? What if we just did this? Let's just do it. So they go and they have the audition. Oh, also the... uh. He and his son have a, a puppy named uh, Ganju, who's the sweetest little dog with the biggest nipples. I guess it's maybe it's a dog that gave birth, but um, we're dog casting. Um, but it, but the dog is so cute and like it's just like him with this dog. It's mm-hmm. sort of like oh, my only companion is this animal who like yeah. loves me and is right. devoted Unconditionally. to me in this dog like way. Yeah. yeah. So that's sort of like what's going on in his life. So then it's audition time, and a really fun thing about this movie, and again. I cannot speak to Japanese culture at the time or film or TV. However, I could t- I could tell from watching this now is like he, uh, um, Miike is like playing with like the tropes of the form. So like when you see this montage, they're playing like happy, funny rom com music. Right. So it's like silly. That's fun. Yeah, so they're like, oh my God. So it's like all these ladies are coming in and like somebody's doing flamenco dancing and somebody's like doing a monologue and right. everyone was wearing a different, because it's monologue. the late 90s, so everyone's wearing a different colored tur- turtleneck. Yes, so it's like of course. gray, they're white, serious. yellow, long black skirts, of black course. tight shoes, exactly <sighs> what you were wearing in 1999. Yeah, oh and my God, a long black to- skirt with a gray turtleneck is like the most audition outfit of the late 90s that I could I'm ready for, I'm, I want, it made me want to get a turtleneck. Honestly? into it. So they're going and, and you know they, they're doing th- they're going through 30 women and Osami is um 28. So he's kind of like all right, let's just get through let's this so I can up. see the love of my life. And so <laughs> even though that's like sort of like what a crazy way to find uh, the love of my life. As we go along, we see sort of the things are not like happy and quirky like when one gets right. totally naked, presuming like I, I that she probably has to sleep with them to get this role. Right. Another woman is showing off her scars from attempting suicide. Another woman just starts crying. So it's sort of like, okay, you are, even if in your mind this is for a good it's cause, like or it's not that big a deal. It's like silly, and it looks like a montage. You it's, are making people vulnerable and manipulating these women yeah. in this way that feels very invasive. Then finally, Asami walks in, and she's like an all-white, and she looks gorgeous and like very demure and like proper. And um, Oyama immediately starts having this like really intense personal conversations about her essay, like, you know, mm. you t- you had this like really sad experience where you had to give up ballet, and she's like, "Yeah, they, I thank you for reading it," and you know, and they sort of had this intense thing, and then afterwards, Yoshikawa's like, "I feel really weird about that. Like, that woman is very strange," and it's like, "Okay, that's the, friend, well, the producer friend." Yes. Okay. So he's like, "I don't know about her. Like, something is wrong with her," and he's like, "Well, I'm the one who asked about it. Like, I think that's interesting, right. you know." And so eventually, he calls her the, that night. It was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to take you out. And she's like, oh, about the audition? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they go the and audition. They, yeah. So they, uh, so they go out. Um, and they have a really nice time. She's a little odd. But, like, you know, she's, she's gorgeous. And she's very interested in him. And she's like, I'm so flattered you would call me. And I'm sure you see a lot of beautiful women all the time. Meanwhile, his friend's like, you know, I tried to call her um, references. And she said that she was basically working with this um, music director at Ace Records. And not only can I find no record of him having a relationship, but he's been missing for 18 months. And oh. uh, Yama's like, well, I'll ask her about it. Zero so, red flags there. 
So we asked her about it and she's like, okay, I lied. I just put that on my resume because I didn't have representation. I've never actually met him. Just somebody told me, oh, just put his name down and like. And like, what a coincidence that he's been Exactly. Missing. So I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense to me. And so they go out and, you know, I, she's a little odd, but, you know, again, it's it's done in this like rare rom-com way where it's like, it's like you hear her. It's like her, quirky, awkward, less like something's deeply wrong with you and, at first, like, pass. Yeah, she's, like, the manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. Ugh. But she's, like, in a more, So like, glad that that exists outside of our culture. But right? more in, like, a romantic, <laughs> like, she's, like, and she talks in this voice where she's, like, boy, I just think you're so swell. And for a man like you to like me, I just, I just can't believe it. And they're playing, like, I like, like that your romantic. version of this, like, late 90s Japanese film is, like, a woman from the 50s American cinema. But, I mean, but it is something where it's, like, she's just so yeah. gushing. and like, yes. oh, I mean, yes. you're just so wonderful. And it's over and this, like, your it's so and it's over this romantic music. Yeah, and course. so at the end of the day, she's wearing this fabulous, like, blue check coat. You would yeah. die. And at the end, he's like, well, would you like to go out again? She's like, I'd love to. And she walks away, and then she, like, looks over her shoulder in this rom-com way. So you're like, okay, yeah, like, he, you know, we're using the tropes to be like, wow, I've really found her. <laughs> also, he has to tell his son, she's 24, and his son's, oh, like, God. 17, and his son's like, she's my age. And it's like, that's true. That's true. But then it's sort of like, okay, that's also sort of part of it. It's like, yeah, he said, oh, I want a mature woman with accomplishments, whatever. And it's like, I met a 24-year-old. I don't know anything about her. She lied on her resume. But boy, is she great. I'm in love with her. Exactly. <laughs> and so sort of like, it, it, that's sort of like his selfishness is not simply the audition. It's that he doesn't really give a fuck about her. She's gorgeous. Right. That's yeah. it. I don't need to know anything. Right. And That's um, enough. Yeah. And she's like, well, he's like, it doesn't really matter. And, and his friend's like, wasn't this a little easy? Wasn't it, isn't it odd to find someone so perfect? And he says, so perfect. She's so, pretty. Who's so into you. Yeah, she's pretty sophisticated, intelligent, and good-natured. A, a single girl like that falls bang into our little scheme? That seems odd. It's like, you made him do this. Right, also, it's your scheme. Right, you had this idea, and now you're shocked it worked out, But which makes you think he's done it before. Right. So. Uh, and it didn't work out. Yeah, it's like, okay. <laughs> and then it turns out, like, um, uh, Yoshikawa is like, I have not been able to follow up on any part of her resume. I cannot find the bar that she said she works at part-time. I do not know anyone who knows her. This seems bad. Yeah. And Oyama's like, I do not care. I can handle it. I'm not a child. If anything goes, if she's crazy, then I'll just deal it. You right. know what I mean? And so Which, they like, out. gender roles reversed. Like, women are... You're like, girl! It's like, oh, yeah, I can't find, like, 30 different, like, people to talk to that prove he's not a sociopath serial killer. Like, I'm out. I disagree. I feel like a lot of women are like, there's probably a very good reason for that. I'm fine with it. And it's like, girl, no, there's a million red flags. This, yeah. the, uh, the alternate title is red flags. Yes. Because there's so many red flags. Yes. But also you're like, I guess I know people who are like, who cares about the past? It's all about the present right, and the future. Yeah. And people are like, like, it's okay. That's like his journey. Yes. <laughs> you know. So he's at home and he's looking at her photo and he's like, oh my God. Like Just looking at a photo of her? Well, like her head chef, her okay. res, like her um, sure. application. And he's like, oh my God. Cut to Asami is hunched on the floor of an empty, broken down apartment, staring at the rotary telephone, the parody of waiting for him to call. Right. And next to her is a human body in a canvas bag. Is this bag. what we open the trailer on? Yes. Okay. So, um, and... At a certain point, the bag rolls over. So it's not that she's a dead body. There's a living, living person, person inside a canvas bag. She has nothing. She has no table. She has she is literally an in, 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 inert object waiting to come to life when a man calls. Justin and so good. 
thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. The that is the wow. terrible version of the the horror version of right. a woman, yes. right? It's sort of playing all these stereotypes of a woman out to like, well, what is the extreme, and why would somebody be like that if that's true? But Osama still is, he's having dreams of his ex wife, and he feels like, oh, am I cheating? Like, is this cheating on her? Right. Even though she has died, like, but he's also I, lonely. He's so lonely. So he um, he goes out with her again, and she you see her like sort of like her f- smiling face like under this curtain of hair, and she finally answers. And she's like, now she's animated. Like, she's animated by his attention. She's like, I thought you'd never, ever call. And he's like, well, do you want to go out again? So, like, go out yeah. again. And she basically tells him, like, she had a really terrible, abusive life. And her family was abusive. And then she did ballet. And it was sort of, like, the only thing that took her out of that world. But her aunt and uncle were abusive. Like, she mm-hmm. just had a really tough life. But he's sort of like, wow, like, no wonder you're such a, either you're so pretty, but you're so, so nice and, like, down right. to earth. It's probably because you were abused so horribly, you know? And it's like, yeah. dude, cool. shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, you know, but, you know, he's being right. nice to her. And, like, of course. he does. And trying to connect over that, not, like, explain Exactly. It. Like, learn about her and being like, okay, wow, like, that's, you know, crazy. And he's like, well, so what were your parents like? And she's like, well, we're not close, but they're <laughs> definitely alive. You know, that's for sure. And um, so then he goes home and his son's like, all right, so when am I going to meet this girlfriend? He's like, well, um, we're going to go away for this, like, a seaside, like, getaway on the weekend. And I'm going to propose. Propose? Propose. Propose. That's, so they've been out twice. They've been out twice. And the audition. Yes. So. So technically, it is by three times. Yeah. This will be their fourth date, which, you know, I think that that's the right time to uh, ask somebody to spend the rest of their life with you and legally tie each other to yourselves. Right. And I think we're just supposed to think that it's like, he is just so swept away. They're just so both over the moon for each other. Yes. Why wait? Right. We'd be crazy to wait with right. a love he like He already this. said he doesn't want to wait, like, wait around. Yeah. And another great trope, it's like, when you see him at the hotel, it's shot so beautifully. And it's like, if this was a, this would be a drama. If, like, yeah, it right. Looks if this like, was a romantic film. And he's watching her at the seaside, and she looks beautiful in this, like, white, yeah. like, flowy dress. And then at night, she, he's like, well, do you want to get coffee? Do you want to go to dinner? What do you want to do? you want to go to the harbor? We can get cheesecake? And um, and then she shuts up <laughs> the light. She says cheesecake. It's like, this place is great cheesecake. A man after my own heart. 
And she shuts off the light and she gets totally naked and gets into bed. And she's like, I just want to show you my body. And then she lifts up the sheet and she has like all these terrible scars like on the top of her thighs. Oh, no. And she's like, I was um, abused. Right. Oh, no. She said, when I was young, I burned myself by accident. Okay. Which, you know, somebody did it to her. Yeah, you know? somebody did to her. And her, his, he's like, that's okay. Like, they, I, well, I, uh, you know, sort of like, thank you for showing me and telling me. I, I don't care. You know yeah. what I mean? And she's like, I need you to love me and no one else. And he says, great. Done. I'm in. I love yeah. it. And she said, they all say that. And he's like, no, I'm, you know, I'm totally in. So you don't see it, but you know, they have sex. And the thing is, if you didn't know this was a horror movie, this is a very nice scene. Like, we we all hope that when you show a lover your terrible body. That they're like, I just want to be with you. Exactly. It is very, like, a sweet, and that's like, again, playing in that trope of like, it is sweet and it's shot beautifully, but you know it's going to go wrong. Of course. So, um, Ayaba wakes up in the middle of the night. Asami's gone. Okay. She has disappeared. And reception's calling. It's like, hey, your uh, companion left. Are you staying? Like, what, are you staying here? Are we, you have to pay for this night, essentially. Right. It's like, okay. <laughs> and so, first of all, none of your business. Second of all, she's gone. She doesn't answer her phone. He does not wor- know where she lives. And he goes home, and he's talking to his, um, Yoshikawa, and he's like, I don't know what to do. And Yoshikawa was like, this is a red flag. Yeah, this um, would be like when you stop uh, pursuing it all. So, that was my question. What would you would do, Allison? <laughs> What would you do? If I were him? If the love of your life, who you've been on two dates with. Three and a half. But you were going to propose to. Right. Has disappeared. Would you look for him or her? I mean, I see why he would, but like all of the evidence point, like, of course, like if you were like being rational, you'd be like, no, of course not. I don't want like, this woman had like no background. She's from this like super bizarre, like trauma filled like past. And then she just, like, disappears after we have sex. It's like, I don't know. Also, as a woman in this role, I'd be like, he just wanted to fuck me. So that's right. what that was. And now I get that. But yeah. th- I don't think that men ever feel that because they're just like, I'm not an object of a human. <laughs> um, well, I think, like, to me, it's like, if that happened, I would want to make sure they or she was okay. Right. But also, I would assume, well, then she just, she she bailed on me. She ghosted. Yeah. I'm not going to pursue this because right. she, if she's not into this. Right. What's the point? And also a lot of like, I don't know, like sometimes when like that kind of, not that this specific thing has ever happened to me, but like with like- Allison, date, we know it has. I know. This is every date like, you go on all pretty the time. Much. I'm always like, I'm about to propose to this guy and then he just disappears forever. I have so many rings just I know, waiting. So many, so many male engagement rings. Um, But there is a little bit of like, you're working through your own shit. Like, yeah. why don't you come, like if you are, if you ever do work through that, you will come back to me and like kind of leave it at that. Well, Allison- not what he does. Good thing you're not in this movie because then it would be over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Yoshikawa was like, uh, do not look, like, this is bad. If she left, it's actually good. We'll find yes. some other woman. And Ugh, now the movie producer is like the voice of exactly. reason. Exactly. He's like, okay, Rude. this, I was wrong. And Oyama's like, are you telling me, like, I'm just some silly old man who got jilted by a young woman who I fell in love with? And, yes. uh, and Yoshikawa was like, yeah, what are you talking about? What? That's exactly what happened. Yeah, that happens every day. Right, this will happen again next week when you meet some other woman you go right. on two dates with, dude. And he's like, no, I'm going to find her. I love her. And he, he doesn't have her address, but he has the address of the ballet school that she's okay. going to. And he goes there. It's uh, uh, Shimada or Shimada uh, Ballet Studios. It is, of course, boarded up and terrifying. Of, oh, I mean, how So he forces be? himself in there. And there is a um, man in a wheelchair, elderly man in a wheelchair playing Great. piano. And I looked up his name, and on IMDb, it just says old man in a wheelchair, so. <laughs> he doesn't even have a name in the film. I think that she is supposed to be hit her uh, uh, Osami's former ballet teacher. Okay. 
and who is now in this sort of like broken down, decrepit, like scary belly. And uh, Ayama's like, uh, uh, hello, are you in here? <laughs> and uh, there's like a little he- a metal heater. And inside the metal heater are like these like metal um, wires sort of that radiate heat. Uh-huh. And the elderly man's just playing piano like, ha ha. You know, he's clearly, cool. something has happened to him. And he says, uh, you know, Ayama's like, do you know Asami? Like, do you know where she lives? Like, I'm looking for her. I know she used to do belly here. And the man goes, have you seen her? Have you heard her voice? Have you touched her body? Have you made love to her? (laughs) (laughs) Then we have a flashback where Osami is a child dancing in the ballet studio. And um, the guy, the guy in the wheelchair, um, to punish her or just to torture her or whatever. Right. Punish her, I'm assuming, for dancing badly or whatever god-awful reason people have (laughs) for torturing children. takes the metal wires out of the heater and burns her in her thighs with them as a punishment. It's horrible. That's so And I'll tell you, in America, you're never going to see a child with her legs spread screaming in pain. It's just not not going to be past the censor board. No. And that to me was the most horrifying moment where I was like, oh, why are we doing this? Why did we make this movie? Why? Why? It's so traumatizing. So, but obviously, Oyama doesn't see this flashback. Right, yeah. He's just in the present. And he looks down and he sees that the man in the wheelchair has um, two prosthetic feet, but not normal prosthetic feet, which look like regular feet. They're like feet that are like nailed to a board. Oh. Like, they're not really, pres- like, they are prosthetic feet, but they're not, like, real prosthetic. Not real. This man has lost both of his feet. Okay. How did he lose them? Well, we perhaps we will, will see later. Out. And he's like, okay, cool. Well, great to see ya. I better head out. And so then he goes, and I guess she had mentioned at some point, oh, I bartend at the Stonefish. Okay. okay. So he does know the name of the bar. So he goes there, and he's knocking on the door, because it's, like, again, a, a cultural <laughs> thing where, like, the bar is just, like, in the basement of a building. Right. So you have to, like, it's just a regular door to get in. Right. And it's locked. There's a bunch of mail piled up. And a neighbor comes in. He's like, oh, yeah, the owner of that was this woman. She got murdered, like, a year ago. Oh, and it was okay. a bloodbath. And because the uh, hallways tilted, all the blood flowed all over. It was crazy. And he's like, oh, do you know, like, what happened? It was, like, a mob hit. And uh, they're like, oh, no. Um, She was dating some guy with some music producer from, like, Ace Records or something. Okay. Um, But, yeah, it was weird because when they were piecing her together, and she was in pieces, um, they found three extra fingers, a tongue, and an ear. Isn't that funny? Anyways, I'm it's the neighbor. so weird. Goodbye. What an odd little piece of information. Okay, so I'm going to— We're now at the point of the movie, Elsa, where I'm going to ask you, who will survive to the end of the film? survive. I think um, the woman, Asami, mm-hmm. I think the son, mm-hmm. I think weirdly the uh, dirtbag friend producer, mm-hmm. I think our lead dies. Okay. And I think that uh, anyone else is dead. Right. All right. Great. Great guesses all around. I feel. And do you, what do you think the twist is? Or do you think there'll be a twist or reveal? Guess the twist. I mean, maybe some kind of weird past. Mm-hmm. Even though I think it's not true, like a connection between the two of them. Because like, why would she have like, come, like, otherwise this is like just randomized like Yes, that's violence. a great, yeah. A great point. So at this point, we cut to sort of a POV shaky cam of somebody getting inside Oyama's house. We assume it's Asami. It is. Yeah. And so uh, the little dog... Um, Ganju, no. he, he, I guess she ran, runs in the other room yeah. and then is silent and is dead. 
which is, again, in horror movies and in real life, who cares if a human dies? What if a dog but dies? But if a dog dies, we're, we know we're in, like, the most depraved. Dogs and cats. Other than that, I you know, birds, you know. Yeah. We're totally fine. So, um, Oyama's like, boy, this is really giving me a lot to think about. <laughs> and uh, he goes back and he, you see him sort of drinking um, scotch throughout and sort of like swirling, yeah. the, you know, sort of like it's just ruminating, you know, that kind of thing. And so he goes and he takes a sip of scotch and he's like, oh boy, oh no. And he passes out. I mean, he's been drugged. Of course. And so he has a flashback to their second date. And this time we see more of Osami's like background that she's told him. Yes. And she's like, yeah, so my parents were really abusive. They split up and I went to go live with my aunt and uncle. They were horribly abusive. My aunt pushed me down the stairs so hard I broke my shoulder. And it isn't said, but it's sort of like, what I presume is that like she quit, she had to quit ballet because she was so physically abused. Right, that she couldn't simply, maintain the physicality of ballet. Yeah, dancing. so the one thing that gave her this like freedom and this like the one her one out from the she situation has been taken from her by the people around her. But also the ballet guy was oh, abusing 100%, her. Oh, a hundred percent. Which also <laughs> reminded me of the perfection. Yes, which we please listen to our perfection episode. Yes, where it's like abusing children will not make them better at a musical instrument or a dance. dance. No. Do not do it. Don't do it for any reason. Don't abuse children But certainly ever. don't do it to be like, I will make you good at yeah. a thing this by be being insane. a monster to you. No. It's just cruel. It is. So that's what we, that we sort of like see her when we see her in the um her apartment. She talks about like her only piece was sort of like she would go and lay in like her room with the lights off alone. Right. So when we see her now as an adult in the apartment, I think we're supposed to think like that's an approximation she's, of it. Yeah. She's just returning totally to shut that down. like alone, silent. And state. we cut a lot between like her and her as a child and sort of her memory. And like she's obviously trapped there in this like abusive thing. So um, he's sort of passed out. And in his dream state, we see sort of his perspective, Oyama, and we see like, we see his w- wife, and then we see, yeah. like, he's in Asami's, like, the sad apartment, which he's never been, and she pulls down his pants, and she's sucking his dick. We don't, I mean, you see it from behind, right, you know? Right. And then she turns into his secretary, who we saw earlier, and the secretary is like, we, you slept with me once, and you never called me, and I felt so horrible. And it's sort of like, he's his sort secret- of cycling okay. through all the women in his life, and then, then she turns into his son's girlfriend, uh, girlfriend and he Ooh. pushes her away. And, you know, it's sort of like, all, all of it's sort of getting blurred in, and then he sees Osama's... Osami's bag, the human bag. And he goes to sort of open it. And the person who crawls out is presumably the music director that she dated at some point in the past. He's missing some stuff, I would imagine. Three fingers, a tongue, and an ear. She has essentially been keeping him in this apartment. And then you see her vomit her food, I presume from their date, vomit her food into the dog bowl and give it to him, and he eats it. And it's oh. a long shot. Oh. Let me tell you, a long shot of him that eating is- vomit. Really shocking. Yeah, it and is. And really awful just to imagine. And then you see, the, again, like the child ballet version of Asami shows up and the old guy burning her legs. And like, it's just horrible. And then he's burning like the adult Asami's version because it's all like a dream state. Of so course. like yeah, recycling yeah, yeah. through all these things. And then you see, ostensibly after he visited the old guy in the wheelchair, Asami shows up and uses piano wire to yes. saw the old man, as you saw in the trailer, saw yes. the old man in the wheelchair's head completely off. Great. So you hear like a... Oh, God. Which is terrifying. Also, like, the seeing it go from just a strangulation yes. to uh, actually uh, letting blood is and, a pretty, like, awful, like, where you're like, oh, now that's really... And as he's cutting, she's she's cutting his head off, She he says, you're wonderful. 
So, anywho, so oh, so it's um, just like a very traumatizing, yeah, scene overall, just like with the emotional place. Yeah, it's sort of like sort of like the dream state that reveals these truths, I suppose. Yes. So Oyama wakes up and he's she's given him a paralytic agent, so he's totally paralyzed. Great in his living room, but he can feel everything. Where is she getting this? <laughs> Unknown. Matter. Where did she get all this piano? Wine? She's got a lot of equipment. She's got a whole bag, yeah. and she's like, well, she's been like working at this for a while. Yeah, she's like. Well, bitch, I found out about your audition, and I found out that's the only reason you were sleeping with me is you were tricking women. And boy, now I'm going to have to go crazy on you because look at my terrible life. I have no other, yeah, I have no recourse. off. Like, you are simply the uh, the most recent in a, a list of terrible people. Right. A men that have abused me. So now, is in many Tarantino movies, uh, are, this, are yes, similar. Which is like, like I have been so wronged in a way that you have watched I am now allowed to exact my revenge. Yes. And then there is a long torture scene where she is like pushing needles into his eye, under oh like my. under his eyes, Ugh. pushing needles in his face, pushing needles in his body. You can feel all of it. So it's not like, you know, But he he's can't numb. do anything to fight back. He's totally paralyzed. That is a brutal, brutal, brutal exaction of revenge. Like that is yeah. so thoughtfully awful. Absolutely. She's done this before. Yeah. She'll do it again. So she says, all words are lies, but pain doesn't lie. Only by pain and suffering will, will, will you be able to explain who you really are. Right. A, a dirtbag. And, um, and she's sort of torturing him. She says, well, I know you have a son. And I think maybe if oh, he no. dies, that will also reveal something <gasps> to you about yourself. No. Luckily, he's at a friend's house oh, for the evening. It's always best when the kid's at a friend's house. So, remember the guy in the wheelchair didn't have, he had prosthetic feet. Well, she puts clamps on um, Oyama's feet. She fucking saws his feet off. Woo, 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 woo. And How they're does he like, not die? Well, so he is dying. Like, okay. he is, like, I mean, I know, like, blood. obviously, like, he's losing yeah, a lot so of blood. Yeah, so he loses one like. of his feet. She takes it, she throws it against the patio door, makes a very funny thud. <laughs> and so he's, like, he's losing blood. He's, like, ugh, losing consciousness. Ugh, he's dying. Ugh. And as she's laughing, we cut, uh, laughing and cutting his feet off, we cut between her and she's dancing as a child. And the old man in the wheelchair is, like, jerking off watching her. Oh, good. It's just, uh, it's definitely throws some, like, enough. sexual abuse into the mix. That's always. Suddenly. The front door of the apartment opens. And Oyama's son has come home early because his friend's got sick. My friend got sick. He's like, Dad, I'm home. <laughs> and it's like, oh. She runs. She grabs pepper sprays and she runs and she hides. And he walks in the living room and she, he looks and he's like, Dad, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, where's your foot? <laughs> oh, shit, Dad, where's your foot? And then Oyama wakes up and he's in bed at the seaside hotel next to Asami, who hasn't left. And he wakes up and she wakes up and she's like, I've thought about your proposal and I want to get married. Wait, is that, is the We have cut to back to the past. He wakes up in the hotel. Okay. So in this Now in we're this in the version, past, not in a dream. Well, Allison, okay, fine, fine, fine. We fine, might fine. be in a dream. I'm guessing, I don't know. All right, tell so, me. Yeah, so in his moment, he's like, wait a minute, was that all a dream? And she said, I was like, oh, I proposed to you. She's like, and I accept- He's like, oh, okay, so I guess I'm getting married then. To you. And Asami says, wow, of all the girls who went to that audition, I'm the one who got you. Then he wakes up again, and he's back on his living room floor. It was a dream. Okay, that's what I thought. And luckily, his— Well, I could have seen that as, like, some kind of weird flashback or something like that. Yeah, like, this was actually what happened or something. Right. So the son's like, oh, shit, and he runs up the stairs, and um, Asami uh, pepper sprays him, but luckily the son is able to like kick her down the stairs. Great. She breaks her neck, which you see like her neck, like the spine, like 
Oh, why? <laughs> and then oh. she, and then he runs to call nine one one. His dad's still alive, and I think the implication is like the dad will live, right? But he, boy, he learned a lesson, you know. Yeah. And uh, Asami is like staring at him, and she's repeating the things that she told him on the date. Like, I thought I'd never see you again. Boy, I can't believe I met a guy like you. All this stuff. It's all those just like empty tropes, like. Yeah, like she. This is something that she's rehearsed to say, or like this is the only you could place. say that to anyone. And then, like the implication, which is not really like hammered home, but you see her as a child listening to the show that they had rewritten, which is called Today's Heroine, Tomorrow's Heroine. So I think the idea is like she had listened to this show that they were ostensibly casting. Yes, and that show was about like finding love and a woman out in the world. Yes, and that's why not that she was drawn to him in particular, but that like the only reason she applied is like. This was something that, like, she listened to as a child that, like, I don't know, made her feel like I yeah. can be that woman. I can, I could do those things. And then you end on her dancing in ballet. And she's, she, you assume she's, she's dead. dead. Yeah. Well, what were some red flags? Oh, it's the end. <laughs> um, what were some red flags that Ayama could have picked up on, do you think? Fatal mistakes. I mean, Having no past that is traceable. I mean, yeah. I know this is a night, whereas like today, it's like, oh, I should be able to find out like your social security number pretty easily if I need to. Like, Absolutely. But even in the 90s, like if you're calling around to like references and like the missing guy. Yeah. That was like the first big. Also like her so early revealing her like really intense physical traumas is a red flag. Man, but I feel like everyone I've ever dated is like, here's all my stuff. You know, I'm like, date I, I'm two? tell you. I mean, maybe that's just who I date. I don't, I don't know. But it's not always bad. It's just like, that's the kind of person that I tend to date. Does that sure. make sense? No, I'm like, it's, I'm just dating someone who's like, here's all my stuff. Uh, it is what it is. And we'll try, I'll work it through when I'm in therapy. Of course. Then I accept it. Maybe that's the thing. I'm okay with it all as long as they're like, and I'm in therapy and I'm working on it. Of course. Great. But also like that coupled with the fact that they were like, this guy was missing. She lied about this. All these things. Like those two things together, I would be like, there's a lot going on. When even your dirtbag friend is like, hey, man, I think we'd fucked up. Yeah. I, I don't think If your loser movie producer friend yes. who wanted to, like, cast your girlfriend is like, this is a bad idea. Yeah. It's a bad idea. And then I was trying to think, like, what would you want to ask someone at an audition? Because at the audition, they're like, oh, um, how many men have you dated? Uh, would you ever do sex work? Um, what's your favorite movie? Like, it's all these very invasive questions. What would yeah. you want to ask someone at an audition? If you're auditioning for boyfriends, which we wouldn't do, but if we did do Never it. Never would, but also if we it's did. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Actually. We have that's, that's my takeaway from the movie is like, this is a fucking great way to meet <laughs> I'm people. I'm like, what a easy, like, leapfrog over dating apps. Um, I feel like the only question I really would want to ask is, are you going to kill me? Yeah. Are you going to kill yeah. me? Have you ever physically abused? I mean, like, I just feel like anything about, like, vi- like yeah. as a woman, like, my number one fear all the time is violence. Yeah. And, like, the rest of it I can deal with. And then I thought, because it's audition, I just thought it was only, it would only be fair if I made Allison audition with a little piece for I wrote. I'm actually writing an um, unauthorized sequel to audition called Audition 2, Auditioning for the Sequel. It's sort of a meta <laughs> take Ooh, on it. Yeah, it real uh, snake eating gets stale situation. There. And Allison, I'm going to make you read this. I don't want you to like treat this like a joke. I want you to actually act like you're trying to get a role from me, okay? Because okay. I need you to work yeah. for me to fall in love with you. Okay. All right, go for it. Do we want to reference? Uh, oh, this is okay. It's lightly, it's lightly influenced by, by maybe inspired, not no copyright from a, a, a moment in when Harry met Sally. Okay, and and <laughs> and scene. I don't audition very much, so this will be a and nightmare. action action. I love that you use auditions to find a wife, even though you could have just asked out literally any woman. 
I love that it only takes you two dates to propose to someone. I love that you don't feel the need to know anything about me, like where I live or what my apartment looks like or how many disfigured victims I have trapped in bags. I love that you ignore all my red flags, like the weird guy who jerks off in the ballet, old ballet studio. Does he live there or something? It's not because I'm lonely, and it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with someone, you want to start putting needles in their eyes and cutting off their feet as soon as possible. Wow. Thank you. Terrible. Thank you. Thank Terrible. You. you don't get the part. I'm very bad at acting. Well, there's only one thing left to do. Kick back. Soft, cold feet. <laughs> and tell me where you think this falls on the spooky scale. A spooky scale. I think it's up there. I would say it's like an eight or a nine for me because like like torture porn and torture porn adjacent like film is mm-hmm. just not something that I can tolerate. Yeah, I'm going to say for me, nine nine screams. I think it nine does. Nine screams. Nine. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm definitely out there. I feel like it's such a good use of like, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like they did a good job of like, even when you're like, this is a bad idea. It's done in such a dreamlike way that you're like, that is how we depict rom-coms. Yeah. Like, that is how we think of like cinematic love is like, well, I'm just swept away and you just meet right. a stranger. And well, who cares how we met? We met cute. You know, we'll right. laugh about this later. Yeah, we're going to instantly fall in love and get engaged, even though like no time or information has been exchanged. Right, I don't know you at all. I've never been to your apartment. And if I did, I would see that guy a little bit. Yeah. There's something very compelling about that that I thought was really great. Yeah. And very spooky. I do, I do like it as like an overall theme. Yeah, if you want to get spooked, please watch Audition if you haven't yeah. already. And if you spook easy, for the love of God, don't watch don't this Don't watch film. this. And whatever you decide to do, please keep it spooky. Keep it spooky. Bye. Okay, bye. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.